The Reinvention of Mo Armstrong, written by Mo Armstrong, read by the author for the Smilo Cancer Hospital and the Yale Cancer Center podcast, in the midst of it all. In 1962, I left my hometown in Illinois to join the military. I became a medical corpsman. Then, I was accepted in the Marine Corps Recon Battalion. I was serving in the Philippines when the Vietnam War broke out. My unit was the first firefight contact with the Viet Cong. The war broke me. I went from being someone who was against welfare to being someone who was on welfare. I went from being in support of the war to working on the anti-war and peace movement. It was in the war that I was first able to really reflect on my life and my values and reinvent myself. After the war, I was discharged to San Francisco. I lived down the street from Janis Joplin. I got into the music scene and later was discovered and flown to the UK to record my own record with Warner Brothers. Over the years, I tried several different jobs in the music industry. I traveled to Colombia, New Mexico, California, and Cuba, but learned again that I needed to reinvent myself. I got really into reading at the age of 40. I entered college. I minored in Spanish and music and got a bachelor's degree in English literature. Then I went on to get an MBA as well as a master's in human resource development. I helped a nun run the campus ministry program, and I was the VA rep at the college. I realized that many veterans were failing out of school, so I started an organization in 1985 called Self-Help that set up tutors for veterans. Through this work, high dropout rates turned into high graduation rates. The organization and tutoring interventions were highly successful. In 1993, I went to Boston and began a peer educators project for people on Medicaid. And then later I was recruited to recreate a peer support program for veterans in Connecticut called vet to vet I trained group facilitators and ran support meetings. I flew all over the country giving talks and offering trainings. My program has been part of a research studies and I've appeared on multiple talk shows. Then, 2019, I was diagnosed with two major cancers. One cancer was stage four and could be terminal. My cancer illness and treatment was miserable, but manageable. After many, many treatments that left me weak, fatigued, and disoriented, Yale Cancer Center, Smilo, and their medical team saved my life. They got rid of my cancer so far. I've reinvented myself several times in my life. Throughout my life, I've learned I need to accept what comes and then work with what I have, rather than fighting to get back to where I once was before the cancer. I have to let go of what once was and look at what I have and saw what a new life I could build around that. Now, post-cancer, I find I am simply in a process of letting go without the prospect of a new, exciting life ahead. That's not been easy. The after effects of treatments have been numerous. The treatments have left me with autotoxicity as a result. I have dizziness, disequilibrium, and ringing in my ears. 
I have a pacemaker. I have hypotension. I have never-ending skin rashes. I have stiffness and soreness in my joints. There's scar tissue left in my neck from radiation. I have a hard time breathing. Of all the after effects, however, the dizziness and the disequilibrium have disrupted my life the most and landed me in the emergency room several times. My life now is uncomfortable, not unbearable. I do not have cancer. I am alive. Yet I'm learning how to maintain myself in the post-cancer existence of what I call cancer aftercare. Having worked with veterans with post-traumatic stress for many years, I believe that most of us cancer patients are filled with post-traumatic stress from the treatments as well as depression from the post-cancer symptoms. We need to process all this distress with knowledgeable and empathetic people. I have a whole host of clinicians who've helped me. I meet with a physical therapist who helps me with disequilibrium and a nutritionist who helps me eat nutritional food. My digestion was never the same after chemotherapy. All I eat is easy to digest food with high nutritional value, plus four liters of water a day. I have to stay close to my apartment because of the constant dizziness and disequilibrium. I try not to get overextended with activities because it exhausts me and makes my symptoms worse. So, I go less places. I stay at home far more than I ever have. What can I do? Well, I'm tied to my house most of the time. I have slowly regained my vision, and so I'm able to read some books and listen to audiobooks and take audio and Zoom classes. I make the most of the time at the house. Over the past three years, I have decided to learn how to put on puppet shows. I also decided to learn how to play the guitar and accordion. I write poems, scripts for puppets, songs, and I write about my life memories. I draw illustrations. I'm able to keep myself busy staying here at the house. It's not what I would have chosen, but I enjoy the life I've been left with. I thank God several times a day that I've been given the chance to live longer. I pray to God that I continue to live, and I promise God I want to help Heidi, my wife, and caregiver. I try to spend time in conversations with her. She needs to be nourished and nurtured. She's just as worried and scared as me. These cancer treatments have been too much for both of us. I pray and read some calming Buddhist and Christian spiritual texts. I believe that we cancer patients and our loved ones need a whole aftercare team to manage the after effects of having cancer and going through all the treatments. My hope is that one day a long-term aftercare team would include outreach workers, employment support, chaplains, psychologists, physical and occupational therapists, and nutritionists. That team would help us do what we're trying to do after cancer, reinvent ourselves and have a life again. My life's been reduced, not diminished. I have a simpler and less hectic life. Heidi and I have a quieter life. I'm happy. I believe in working for the benefit of others. My work now is to continuously remember God is with me, and I am with God. The presence of God in my life is the only thing that has gotten me through. For me, God is the giant, unlimited, undulating, plasmic consciousness. God is everywhere, 
God is omnipresent. My prayers are more conversations. I pray and meditate day and night. I have daily two-hour conversations with God. God has never spoken back, but the presence of God is always with me. We have companionship. Throughout my life, throughout my cancer illness, treatment, and now in the midst of aftercare, I've looked at what I have. I've learned to accept what I have and start over. I encourage you to look now at what you have, the small signs, not the big miracles. Sometimes a butterfly crosses my path. Sometimes a leaf blows around my walking feet. Ask yourself, is this God? We hope you have enjoyed this story. Please subscribe to hear more stories and interviews and tell us how this story has impacted you by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The production of this story episode was made possible by the generous support of the Yale Cancer Center, Yale New Haven Hospital, and the Yale Palliative Care Program, and Yale New Haven Department of Spiritual Care.